0: It was that image of a, of a rock and um, that we find in Matthew 7. And actually it's the, the, more than anything, Christianity is not a philosophy. Christianity is not a subculture. Yeah. The fact that we, we, the Lord revealed himself to us and he has made us love him and come to him, it's a, it's purely his grace and love for, for us. We have to treasure that, but at the end of the day, Christianity is having a master and obey his word or a Lord and obey his Lord, his word. And um, you find this in Matthew and I loved, I absolutely loved the translation, the message in English language. And uh, let's read this together. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the stream rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall, because it had its foundations on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand, The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Let me read it to you in the message, too. The same passage in the message. Knowing the correct password, saying, Master, Master, for instance, isn't going to get you anywhere with me. What is required is serious obedience. Doing what my father's wills. My father wills. I can't see it now. At the final judgment, thousands strutting up to me and saying, Master, we preached the message. We bashed the demons. Our God-sponsored projects had everyone talking. And do you know what I'm going to say? You missed the boat. All you did was use me to make yourself important. You don't impress me one bit. You are out there, out of here. These words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life. Homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words. Words to build a life on. Help us, Lord. If you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who built his house on solid rock. Rain poured down, the river flooded, a tornado hit. But nothing moved that house. It was fixed to the rock. But if you use, just use my words in the Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you're like a stupid carpenter who built his house on the sandy beach. When a storm rolled in and the waves came up, it collapsed like a house of cards. Amen. Amen. I finished my preaching for today. Let's pray and let's say, Lord, help me, fulfill it, because this is serious business, and, and you know what's even more important, that we have so many eyes watching us every single day. Like I said, people will, either so our students or our colleagues will either get closer to God or away from God based on how we live our faith, and it's really doing it, so that's the foundation, it's fulfilling the Word of God, not knowing it, not teaching it, not not, you know, writing it, not, it's fulfilling it for our own lives. That's the foundation we <laughs> built, you know, our life. So, I would say it's the foundation is the fulfillment of his will or his word. It's our Jesus, yeah? But our Jesus, when we fulfill what he says. So based on that, we build a little foundation because that's the rock. And um, let's say we build kind of a three layers. We talk about this because we talk about intimacy with our Lord. We talk about closeness with our God and how that changes our anointing, and that fills us with anointing. It changes our capacity, and it just gives us the fire to do every day His will. So to do this, in order to do this, we we talk about having three principles or three rules of the house, if you want. One first rule of the house, nothing to hide. hide. We talk about vulnerability. You want a house where you have intimacy? You want a family? You want a, a spouse that you have? True relationship, a deep relationship, nothing to hide. If you want that. If you want superficiality, start hiding stuff. It will backfire on you anyway, but nothing to hide. That's the one first rule of the house and that's vulnerability. We talk about this already. Then I said, uh, we will talk, we haven't talked about this, nothing to prove. This is not a house where we compete against one another. Yeah, I'm not competing with God, I'm not competing with my, my wife, I'm, I'm too what to compete? I'm too broken. So nothing to prove. That's another rule of the house. Brokenness. And we'll talk about it tonight, about the brokenness. And, um, and I see, and the Lord showed me, and I will remind you even again tonight, the Lord showed me here, there was a lot of broken people. As I'm sitting here, I see some images over you. It was a very interesting image I see over you, Amberline. It felt like you were, you know how the, the, not the it's, not, it's a caterpillar that turns into a fl- butterfly, or is that, yeah. okay. You know, it's like a, a cocoon. cocoon, yes, that's what the, it's a cocoon, and, and you were just trying to, to like and it was just covering you, and it was struggle, it was a lot of struggle, and interestingly enough, I see it over other people, and it was struggle, and I thought, this is so cool. The Lord is up to something so wonderful in Teen Challenge, Southern California, and actually, there's no teen challenge southern California in heaven if you if you don't didn't know that. There's no teen challenge Romania in heaven, it's gonna be us. And our Father, yeah. and our Lord for eternity. There's no organization that's going to be this. Yeah. So Teen Challenge come out of, comes out of our life, yeah. out of our ministry. Not, it's not going to be exported in heaven, but we will be. Yeah. So rem- remember this brokenness, and I was thinking brokenness is the, the, one of the greatest gifts that the Lord is giving us. It's the way to power. It's the way to intimacy. We just hate it because it just crushes us. And, and, and it's funny because we want to drink olive oil from Slovenia. It's the best. <laughs> but it's like having, having an olive orchard and, and we're not going to crush any olives. We love the olives. We will wait for the Lord to fulfill the tanks, to fill the tanks. with. No, you got to crush the olives in order to have the oil. You want anointing? You want the, the anointing, the oil of healing, the oil of, you know, you're gonna be crushed. Yeah. And that's actually a fantastic thing. We just, it just doesn't feel fantastic. I mean, we have to make that clear because you already know that actually. But I tell you, the people who don't run from the master's, how do you call that? The potter, potter's will. If they don't run, if they wait, they will turn into this this butterfly, if you want, that image of of the fulfillment of your destiny on this earth. And you'll be beautiful. You'll be going places. you bless people around because you waited for that place. So just don't get in a hurry. I would say even enjoy that brokenness. Even now that you go to the brokenness in your own family or, or, or in your own situation, say, Lord, I don't want to stay here too long. But I want to thank you for this. And you know, the more, the more we become grateful for things, I think the season, the season kind of shortens. But I will, I've already talked half of my message for tonight, so <laughs> I'll have to... So, no, rules of the house, back. So nothing to, to, uh, to hide, nothing to prove brokenness, and then nothing to... Another rule of the house, nothing to fear. Just fear of the Lord. So fear of the Lord. I tell you, if you have fear of the Lord, there's going to be no fear in your life. If you're true, because the, 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 the feeling of fear only comes if you don't have fear of the Lord. If you have the fear of the Lord, you will never feel the feeling of the fear. It's something, it's a secret of, of walking with Christ. But once you have that fear of the Lord, it's not like, oh, he's going to, He's going to crash me. He's going to do something wrong to me. It's going to be an accident. That's not from the Lord. That's human thinking. That's religiosity. That's your parents telling you you're not good enough. All those voices that speak to you. And they're, No, it's not the voice of Christ. Because we have not received the spirit of fear, but the one of what? Power, love, and sound mind. Every time I'm, I'm overwhelmed by fear, and I am every day, by the way. Even for like finances, even for a news from a staff, even something that I have to speak somewhere, there's this fear that comes. You're gonna make a fool of yourself. You know something, you will not have this. And then I tell you, that I just immediately go, no, to Timothy seven. I have not received a spirit of fear because it comes over me, it's a fear, human. It's, it's the flesh and the good news is I'm alive. So as long as I'm, a, I'm alive, my flesh will talk to me, by the way. Yep. My flesh will tell me this is gonna be wrong. Because this is I haven't left yet. So until that is the spiritual man, is the is the flesh and it's a fight, then who wins? Who wins? The one that you feed the most. <laughs> it's 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 not, oh, you're asking people to say, oh, a spiritual man wins. Well, it depends who you feed. So you, who are we feeding with, with the Word of God? It, Jesus didn't even argue with the Satan. He only goes get back with the Word. Well, the Word says, comes over me. I said, no, I have not received the spirit of fear, but one of love, the power, love, and sound mind. And I move on. So, rules of the house, after we fulfill, after we are faithful in little things, because if you ask me, The definition of fulfilling the word is being faithful in little little things. Don't worry about the big things. They will kind of tend to take care of themselves if we're faithful in little things. If not, Jesus would have said, be faithful in big things and the little things will take care of themselves because they are little. No, he says, no, I know you are weak. I know it's going to be, those big things will overwhelm you. No, no, how do I pay those bills? How will I take care of this situation in my family? The sickness, the My husband being messed up. How do... Those are big things. What you have to do today is be faithful in little things. Watch your mouth. Open the Bible. Just watch your thoughts. Everything starts here, by the way. It doesn't... I mean, the the mouth speaks out of... The heart. No. It does not speak out of the heart. Of The abundance of the heart. It's a total different thing. Because in the heart, there's a lot of stuff, by the way. Or it's not. Again, we're human. There's a lot of stuff. But whatever is in abundance, (laughs) (coughs) have you seen that? Like, I just make coffee, and and there's this little coffee thing that uh, Rosie and Tom always bring for us. Bless their hearts. They know what makes us survive in the United States. This little espresso thing that... The water comes from the bottom and comes up. And just, whenever it's full, it pulls, spits, spits it out. And then we, it's done and we drink and here I am, alive, <laughs> again. But again, this is, it's from the abundance of our heart. So be careful what's, what you allow to to. to Your heart to be filled with. People have feeling of guilt and shame because they think crazy stuff. No, we will always think crazy stuff as long as we're going to live on this planet, by the way. Don't feel guilt. What you do with those thoughts, that's very important. What you do with the birds that fly around your head, are you going to allow them to make a, how do you call it, a nest? Or are you going to say, oh, this bird, Every thought, I make it a, obedient to Christ. The birds will tend to to come down. And, you know, it depends on the birds. Some birds we like, some birds we don't. So, Oh, I like this bird. It's, it's a bird, but I like it. I'll just come on over here a little bit. Then, then, then that's, that saves um, my walk with Christ. And by grace of God, it saves it every day. Every thought. I make, is one of my favorite Bible verses beside Isaiah 26.3. It's make every thought captive to Christ. Every time you see something, you go, Because mmm. you're not going to stop it. We're humans, and so, well, what you do with that matters. So I'll go back. Fear of the Lord is it's one of the rules of the house because then we have nothing to fear. We have nothing to prove. We're too broken. That's one characteristic of a broken person. If you re- truly meet a broken person, you know what you're going to observe? They have nothing to prove. Yeah. You tell them, "Oh, you know what? You're an idiot. They look at you and say, I know. <laughs> I know. I know I'm an idiot. I- Many times I think of that and I thank God for His grace and- People don't, don't know what to do with that. Because yeah. you're too broken. You're only like, there's nothing to do with that. Brokenness. Yeah. You cannot get, cap- cap- get someone captive. When you are broken, you have nothing to prove. When they tell you, oh, you're doing such a great thing. It's amazing. Or, you look at them and say, wow. Let me tell you this. What happens? It's a miracle for me. I'm watching it and it's marvelous and has nothing to do with me. Many times I'm the main obstacle. But in spite of that, because the Lord has a plan, that the timing is for that city. And the number that in that city has to be, he moves. Yes, I participate. I do my part. I'm a co-laborer with God. But it's not because of me. Many times it's in spite of me. But you're so broken that you really... Because you know it's all from the throne of the, our Father. It's such a releasing feeling. Even when you mess it up, you go, oh. but you're not going to be overwhelmed. You're not going to be like fear comes and it cripple you. No, you just move on. That's another rule of the house. And then nothing to hide. We already talked about it. Yes, be vulnerable. Go to the Father. Speak with people, everything in your life. It's so... That's how, those are the rules of the house, a house that is built on the fulfillment of the word of God. Not here, but here, and then doing it. And then we talk about how we wake, and this is the house, for example. Sorry, we finished the So this is the, the bed here. We wake up in the morning, and um, this is us. And we talk about three things, three things that we do when we wake up and when we go to sleep or when we are there that we do every day. It's to find a place, have a place that you go to. You go, you wake up and say, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna, I'm gonna meet. Where do we go in the morning? What place do we go every morning? The ones, the the caffeine addicts. I want the caffeine addicts to answer to me. I want you to speak with vulnerability. Where do you first go when you wake up? No, well, it, it, coffee, it's a universe. You're not going to Colombia. You're not going to Africa and Ethiopia. You're not going to South Asia. Where are you going? <laughs> There's a place in the house where your coffee maker sits. And you're going there. You just, you turn it on you you don't even feel like turning it on because you're tired <laughs> But for whatever reason you turn it on <laughs> And this there's a feeling of yeah. that smell <laughs> Then somehow you're getting a little more alive a little bit and then you start mixing and then and then there's a bigger steps going back to the couch or whatever you you want to read something so think about if if we don't, we, we decide, we coffee drinkers, coffee addicts, we decide that we will never have a place for a coffee maker in our house. We say to our wives, honey, from now on, we're not gonna have a place for the coffee machine. Let's put it whatever we wanna do every day. So I wake up, I go in the kitchen, there's no coffee maker there. I go, honey, what? where's the coffee maker? I forgot where I put it yesterday. And half an hour later, I'm still looking for it. No, there is a secret in going to that place. And we talk about it. Just go to that place. And then, as you will see, in that place, in that meeting place, the aroma, the anointing, and the presence of God starts waking you up. Amen. Then you're just like, Lord, I, just, I want today. I want today to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want today to fulfill your word. Give me your grace. Give me your power. Give me your anointing to fulfill it. And use me, Lord, in any capacity you want with every person I meet. I say any capacity with every person. Not just like every like any any person. Every person. Everyone who meets us, they should be. What was that? What was that? Just one word, one look, one prayer, one word of encouragement, one word of knowledge, one one vision, just because you are alive, just because you have an intimacy with Christ, you fulfill this world, you respect the rules of the house, you have nothing to hide, nothing to prove, and nothing to fear, and then in the morning, you wake up, you go to the place, you, you, you have the, the Word of God, I'm drawing terribly, so this is the, the Bible, for you who don't understand my paintings, <laughs> so the Word, the place, and then there is a door, Then we go out, and that's the action, we're going to fulfill His will. Intentionally so, and out of this, because we 're doing it we 're going to have revelations, and because we 're staying in the place, our capacity grows, our anointing grows because of the word and because of the place, and because of we fulfilling the word of God. so we talk about this. that was my introduction for the message I will not preach today, by the way, but this is a little recap of what we talk so this morning for uh, Whatever reason, I feel like um, I will make a little interruptions. Instead of talking about brokenness, I have it very heavy on my heart to talk about few things, few counsels, few advices from God in a very interesting moment in the history of the love of God with His people. So here it is, the, the people of Israel cheat, cheats on God. They turn their back on God. They mess up for years. They just live this disgraceful life. And then God, in his infinite love and mercy, receives them back with his open arms, embraces them like the, we sang the song. It goes back for the, for the one ship embraces them, a promise of an everlasting love he makes to them, and then he says, this is time for a new beginning. And because I know God is up to something here, when we enter a new season, we have to have the right wineskins. We have to have the right mentality, because wineskins is mentality. Because if you ask a young Christian and say, what is a wineskin? He goes, I have no idea. Maybe... If I go to Napa Valley and ask the winemakers, they will tell me what the wineskin is. And even then, they don't tell it because it doesn't exist anymore because it was just a leather. Uh, today, we keep the wine in the, the barrels. At that time, they were keeping in the leather pouch. leather pouch, And, and, and when they were getting dry and you put in the new wine, they were cracking, waste the wine. So when we enter the new season, we have to have the new wineskins so the Lord will pour what? The new wine, the new anointing for the new season. Now, I don't think he will pour it because he makes it very clear. He's not going to pour the new anointing in the old wineskins. So every time we enter the season with Lord, everything I learned so far from this season, every promotion you'll have, every relationship you go into, Make sure you go to God and say, everything I know and I learn, I wanna take it, (laughs) smash it, and say, Lord, I'm entering this new season, this new beginning, with hope, with faith, with everything you have for me because I wanna just be fruitful. I wanna bear much fruit in this new season. So, this was the context where the God spoke to the people of Israel, cheated on him, turned their back on him. He's bringing them back, receives them in his arms, makes a promise of everlasting love. And then he says, now it's time for a new beginning. So in this time, he gives them five, five advices. And I tell you, if we leave those advices, and you know what, what's, you know what's the secret in counseling or when you get mentored? It's not the cool advices you receive. It's doing it. Because we, we're like, wow, that was such a cool thing. And then, and then we know a couple of weeks later, that guy doesn't do it. And he was so excited about the big advices and the great, how the Lord spoke to him. And it's a wasted of, of but... We are humans and the Lord has his grace and his patience with us. So it's very important that we leave these five advices but also it's very important that every time we speak with our students or people that we know, we speak those to them because they are God's best advices. They are God's best mentoring session. It is one of the best mentoring sessions I've ever had in my life, reading Isaiah 54 verses one to eight. So we'll read this. Sing, barren woman, who you who never bore a child. Burst into song, shout of, for joy, you who were never in labor. I'll stop here. What is this? What is this, ma'am? I mean, you read the first part of the verse one, and you go, uh, barren woman, like you never bore a child, you're really behind all of your competition, you've lost a lot of years of, of beauty and youth, uh, you kind of missed your train, like we say in Romania, and um, you have nothing, you have no child, which was like the best thing a woman could have at that time, and if they, you didn't have a child, you were like an outcast. And, and God is looking at that and he says, mm, mm, I want you to sing. I want you to dance. I want you to burst out of joy. What is this? What is God actually saying here? Celebrate before you see. On, amen. Celebrate before you see the world we live in, they only celebrate after they see it. And we kind of copy the world. The Lord is blessing us with a bicycle, and then we celebrate. How about if we start celebrating the bicycle before we have the bicycle? How do we start celebrating and singing and shouting with joy before we have a husband or a wife? How about we start singing in the house songs of praise And walk around like the Lord has already fulfilled His promise. My husband will be healed and and he will be revived and he will be brought back to Christ. And act like this has already happened. Because this is the advice of God. Hey, celebrate before you see it. It's the only proof we believe God, by the way. It's the only evidence of true faith. You're dancing before you see. And people think you're crazy, and they should think like that. Because you are crazy. You have faith. We start, I went to the, on, on I met with somebody and he said, we need, to, we, I need to show you this property. And he, I said, we believe it's great for Teen Challenge Romania. And I thought, this is so cool. So we went on a property, I walk on the, pro- I walk on the property. And it's beautiful, by a lake. And I look at everything, and I see the potential. And I have and to feel this peace and joy, saying this is the land, this is the property I'm gonna give it to you for Challenge Romania. Amen. So I hear this voice and everything inside of me, is like, yes. So I go back to my staff and I say, we have a property. Let's start you know, celebrating this, and we're going to... Um, and they ask, how much is the property? Well, it's a million dollars. It was a million dollars, United States dollars. How much money do we have? Well, in the last three years, by grace of God, we have $200,000. What are we going to do with the, the difference? Well, the difference is not big, it's just $800,000. <laughs> And they were like, and we, we really like, we're thanking the Lord for property? Or should we cry out, Lord, give us the 800,000? That's not the joy of the Lord. And what is the joy of the Lord according to Nehemiah? Is what? Oh, so when we're doing this, <laughs> it's not our strength. But when we're doing singing and shouting and being happy and celebrating what God is going to do, There is strength and and we're acting like it's already happened. And there's something inside of us like the faith rises because we celebrate. There is power. You heard this, and I love this worship team. I I, I absolutely love it. In the last years, this year, it's that moment that we start in the worship. And there is, you know, songs of joy and songs of of letting the Holy Spirit, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us. There's something powerful in that. In the worship. That's why every time you hear worship, something in you raises. That's why every time you sing. I sing by myself in the car because I have a terrible voice. If I sing with other people, they will never listen to music anymore. <laughs> but when I'm by myself, I sing. And when I'm with people, I go, hmm, <laughs> hmm, Doesn't matter. It's inside of me I sing and I praise and I Amen. do stuff like that. So listen, we got to celebrate before yeah. we see I remember I went back to that meeting, and I tell them, I have an offer for the center. And they said okay, what's the offer? I said, $200,000. They looked at me like I'm, I'm high or something, and they said, you know the price of this property? Yeah. I said, yes, it's a million, because they asked me to evaluate it with a professional evaluator. So I did, and I came back with a million-dollar evaluator, and they were like, so how much do you, you offer? $200,000. Well, it was very nice meeting you. <laughs> this is not negotiation. So I'm, I'm leaving the place and I'm thinking, the Lord, prom- I, I knew it was his Holy Spirit that would say, I'll give you the property. You know what I said? I said, I'm so curious. So this is my favorite saying every time something doesn't go my way. I go, you got a problem. And I'm so curious, how you are gonna fix this? <laughs> Like I'm so excited to see a new way of you doing it. So I'm driving the car, and, and I'm, I'm, Lord, if I have to do my part, but if not, I'm, I'll, I'll be watching. And the cows go, wow! So when people come to me and say, "Wow, you got properties in Romania, now we have four, by the way, we have three huge properties, millions of dollars already. Are you kidding me? In a country that people make $300 a month, $500 a month. God is limited to our economy, to our context, to our family. Are you kidding me? The whole earth is his. What is the problem? It's here. It's our faith. It's our walk. Because when you walk with God, again, it's when you really fulfill the word, faithful in little things, you're going to have nothing to fear. You go... If this don't work out, I'm so curious what else will work out, because he's limitless. He's, he, he, it's incredible. So I'm driving my Land Cruiser. By the way, since I was a child, my dream was to, 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 to ride a Land Cruiser. I could never even buy a Dacia. Dacia is a Romanian car that only works if you push it. So I, didn't, I don't have money for that, for a Dacia, but I'm driving a Land Cruiser. So I'm driving my language, which is an, it's another mirror. I'll tell you some other time. If Don invites me next year, I'll tell you that story. So I'm, I'm driving, I'm driving uh, the car, and I hear this 400,000. Go back and tell them, you're going to give them $400,000. I called and said, we need to meet. They invited me to the meeting, it's, I said, okay. In the meantime, I was my staff, I just keep singing, keep celebrating. It's our property. It's going to be fine. And I'm so curious how God is going to do it. But that's not my, my specialty should not be to figure it out how God will do it. Okay. My specialty should be trusting in him completely with all my heart. Yeah. That should be my only specialty. Yeah. Specialist. Katalin Bachu specialist. Trusting in God fully. <laughs> <laughs> that should be my, my, Title as a Christian nothing else nothing else so I go back to the meeting and they were like okay tell us the offer I said four hundred thousand dollars but let me tell you this I was at that moment I was flipping out I was like my 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 knees were because I was thinking if they say yes I do not have the plan I only obey to the thing that God told me to obey. Did I forgot to ask God what's next after they say yes? Well, even if you ask, he's not going to tell you, by the way. I break your news. Try to ask God three steps ahead of you, and you will hear this. (laughs) Righteous will live by faith. So what you do is be faithful to what God has given you today. What's next? It's up to him and it's even a lot better. Again, like Paul said in his prayer, exceedingly abundantly more than we can ask. We are too limited in our prayer requests, guys. We are, we are so limited in that. I go back and I said to, 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 the, to, the, to the guys, 400,000, they said, get out of the meeting. Get out of the meeting. Let us speak because this is troubling us. I go as they call me back and I said we agree We're gonna give the property for $400,000 <laughs> And then I heard myself saying it and I'll never forget I Heard myself saying it. I said this is fantastic. I'll give you $200,000 now and 200,000 in four years 50,000 a year and then I shut and I go, what did I just said? First of all, where do I, ha- where do I get 50,000 a year? <laughs> Second, where did I get this idea? It wasn't my idea, it was this, this Holy Spirit with his purposes and his plans for his people who are now actually hundreds of people are serving the Lord because of that moment. How they, they, all those drug addicts that are now the managers, they're transforming the city. They are transforming the Bucharest. And he said, the guy said, get out of the meeting again. <laughs> I got out of the meeting, I waited and they said, he called me back and I said, we agreed. Wow. Done deal, contract. Right yeah. Went back, told everybody, half of my mouth was happy, the other one was like, where do I get this 50,000? <laughs> it's that fear that comes. Yeah. But then again, what you do with that fear? It's my favorite thing. It's, it's a, I love tennis. When fear comes in my my so fear always comes. And you know what, fear comes, sometimes it's an ace. So it comes and you, what do you do with fear? I do this, go back. I said, no, I did not receive a, fear, a spirit of fear. but one of power, love, and sound mind. It's his ministry. He will take care of his stuff. Whatever God initiates, he finances. What he initiates. He also takes care of it. What? You initiate, God bless you, you have to take care of it. So be careful when you think of starting a ministry without God's leading because you'll end up paying a price that will cost your family sometimes, your, your, your walk with Christ because you work and there's no blessing. But once you respond to that, then everything else will kind of fall. Not when you want, not how much you want, because God is wiser than you are. It's a small little news. God knows better. So let it go. Trust Him fully. We signed a contract, got the building, now the building we improved, I think we put in that building, you guys worked and built the greenhouse and you worked, the greenhouse makes now profit that we cover the entire food budget for one year. We have now the soccer field that is incredible, state of the art soccer field. This is okay here, no. (laughs) Oh, no, this is fantastic, but it's, it's a nice soccer field, and it's because, you know, Glenn, it's another story, I'll have time. take time, take time. I'll take time, because if I don't finish, then we don't go playing around. We can stay here and right. do more teaching, isn't that? Okay. But this is, uh, this, uh, I, I think I never shared this about in public about the, the, what happened with the soccer field. Every time I will look at this dirt field, ugly dirt field, with bumps like this, I'll go, this is gonna be Teen Challenge Arena with lights, artificial turf, beautiful soccer field. In Romania, soccer is like a, a taco here in the United States. <laughs> you cannot leave without taco. <laughs> I know it's the best American food, but you cannot live with a taco. You know, man, it's soccer. You know, you've got to play soccer. It doesn't matter. Even if you don't know, you've got to be there on the field and, and just, even if you're not hungry, you still have to eat tacos. It's kind of the same thing. So, tacos. so I, 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 we were praying. And every time I was like telling the staff, we were getting, I said, let's, let's rejoice because here is going to be a soccer field. Let's rejoice because here's going to be this. Let's rejoice because here's going to be. And, and we're like so, like everybody's so excited what's going to be. But everything was mud and ugly and toilets were smelling and everything. Was, but we were already so excited about what God is going to do. Because according to this counsel of God, that's what we're supposed to do. It's not the suggestion. It's a counseling. It's a do Celebrate before you see. Then, I was one day, I had a guest, Glenn Timmons. He, even, he was one of the directors of Teen Challenge Southern California with that, one, at that one point. Glenn, we were watching the mud, and Glenn asked me, what do you wanna do here? And I go, great question. I said, Glenn's gonna be a soccer arena. And he's like, because you know you don't you don't fundraise for soccer fields, by the way. <laughs> do not try to do that, because you'll be look. I mean, I'm not going. People are dying, starvation, and uh, there's a lot of needs. And I'm like, please help me with the soccer field. So, do you hear from the Lord today? I want you know, I want you to get all your money, all your belongings, and get your watches and your finger or uh, and your rings, so we can build a soccer field in Romania. I mean. You'd be like, this guy's nuts. <laughs> not, you don't fundraise for that. The Lord opens doors for stuff like that. Yeah. You still have it. You see the vision, but you have to be wise. You only share it with certain people, the ones that the Lord opens that door. So you, I say, Glenn, this is what we're going to do. Well, I didn't know he was very sick at that time. He went back home and wrote Teen Challenge Romanian in his will and said, 10% of all my properties. And it was a good deal because he was living on Balboa, no, and not Balboa, was the other island. island. Balboa, no, it's the peninsula, Al Balboa Peninsula. He was living, I've been to his house many times. So He was living on Balboa Peninsula. That was a very, it's a very poor neighborhood, a lot of needs there, a lot of skinny people jogging all day long. I was thinking <laughs> to open a kitchen soup there or something. So he lives there. <laughs> He has a property on Louisiana. He has uh, oil now saying deals and businesses, and he says, 10% to Teen Challenge Romania, and uh, I want it for the soccer field. Aww. Whatever, you know, also the, the soccer field. And he tells me, he tells me, he said, do not worry about the soccer field. I said, I'm not worried. I want it fast, but I'm not worried. And he said, I will, I will also do something. Well, I didn't know what he was going to do because a lot of people in ministry, they tell you, I will do something. And then you're never going to see them again (laughs) for the rest of your life. That's going to be nine out of ten people, by the way. In case you get a little disappointed, it's nine out of ten people who say, I'll bless you, I'll help you, I'll take care of you. Because God doesn't, doesn't want us to start trusting people and, 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 and depend, oh, how can, then because we'll become manipulators, we'll become whiners, winners, whiners, whining. Whining, whining, whining? Not winners, losers, <laughs> sorry about that. What a closeness of the words, you know? So um, the, Glenn, I, I'm really going to say, oh I need to land this plane, so I, um, Glenn, Glenn dies. And I get this unexpectedly. Yeah. And then he, I get a call, a lawyer from Los Angeles calls me, hello, Mr. Bachu. Yes, this is lawyer so and so. This is one of the best lawyer firms in the United States. We have a situation. We have, you know, you 10% of the estate, it's the Teen Chance Romania, but uh, there's a problem. I won't, I won't go into details what problem was. You can imagine. Somebody's a little greedy around and he wants everything. So the guy, the guy said, we, uh, we settled with a person and uh, she is willing to give you $5,000. And she's very generous. I go, sir, um, are you a Christian? I said, no, don't go to church. I said, listen, The Bible says that the blessing of the Lord enriches and it will not be followed by any curse or by any interruptions in Proverbs. I think 10.22 is the definition of the blessing. So I said, does she want to settle with me? Uh, She needs to settle with God. If this is a God's blessing, it will come to Teen Challenge Romania. If it's not, I don't need the 5,000. Of course, I needed even 500, but not that way. Not kind of like, I just felt like if this is the Lord's blessing, i let it be Lord's blessing. I'm not gonna negotiate Lord's blessing. Because somebody, and I said, no, I don't want that. So, what, how, Don, you were in the middle of this. You helped us so much in this process. It was like, how long it, it took a couple of years? One year and a half? year and a half. They lost millions in the process because the lawyers and everything. So now, all this this 10% shrink a lot. And it was probably $10,000 now. But listen to this, they come and when they were at the end of their rope, the lawyers and she and the others come together and they decided this, let's finish this. Let's give to Teen Challenge Romania what Glenn wanted from the beginning. And they calculated it, and it was $50,000 $50, at least. Yeah. $50,000 is the only money we don't want to touch from that. And then, then we split the rest. What do you make out of that? When the Lord blesses, he blesses. Nobody can steal it. Nobody can stop it. And that's why we have to trust him. When we receive the money and uh, build a soccer field. <laughs> and yeah. Teen challenge arena, we play on it, and it's fantastic. It's, but you know where it started? It, it didn't start in the wailing, wailing like oh, Lord, I can't believe he did this. Why you allow him to die? Or it was like, Lord, you have this. This is gonna be. Thank you for this. Sing a song. Rejoice. That's right. Just celebrate what God is going to do, because this is what show. This is how you show God that you believe. Mm, yeah. You don't show God that you believe through your mental. Mm. It's through everything. You praise Him. You're making songs if you are a songwriter. You're making songs of joy. If you are a preacher, you're going to preach on it. And you go, I can't wait to see. And if you want, when you mentor somebody, mentor with this in mind. Amen. And teach them to start celebrating yeah. before they see it. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of like, oh, you should hang in there. It should be fine. You will finish. I think if you, if you really, you'll finish the program. And he said, no, celebrate where God has you. Celebrate what's going to happen after you finish the program because it will blow your mind if you stay faithful. Celebrate the plan of God that he has for you, the, the spouse that he prepared for you, the house that he prepared for you, the destiny that he, start celebrating now. Start singing and acting like he's already has done it because he did. He did. So that's the first advice. The rest of four, I think we're going to do them tonight. And then we finish with the brokenness tomorrow because uh, it's 11 o'clock. It's, what time do, we, do I finish? 11.30 or 11? 11. 11. So we'll finish the, the rest of four, because it's already 11 o'clock now. We will finish the rest of four advices, four counseling from God this evening. Amen?